0: I think the key there was was just finding out what it was that, that drove me and, and what was going to make me happy going forward rather than just make me money. And the money part sort of follows <laughs> once you figure out what it is that you, you want to do with the rest of your life. Watching my own process inspired me to want to help others do the same thing.
1: Welcome to episode three of Denda Batanda. That was Katrina Needham, a very special guest whom I look up to for both her personal and professional transformations. Her resilience and drive in tackling major life challenges sets as an example to us all, particularly those who are going through a divorce. She is a personal development coach who specializes in neuro-linguistic programming, theta healing, and core energetics as part of her toolkits in her practice. I am Tanya and you're listening to Janda Batanda. Welcome to the show and I'm so happy to have you here on today. So the name of the show is Danda Batanda, which is loosely translated as the widow wisdoms or the widow jokes. and um, we base all our experiences and we share our learnings on this show and in particular about you what five years ago you discovered a text message that changed your life can you uh, walk us through that and what was that that was all about i'm happy to share my experience in in the hope that uh, it will help other
0: people so on that day which was actually um five years ago almost to the day i was looking for the key to um my document safe which was hidden in my husband's underwear drawer <laughs> so it's not something that i we would normally access or, or so it, w- it was kind of unusual i came across a phone and some condoms in mm-hmm. his cupboard so i was curious um and I, I opened it up and discovered all these texts between him and uh, uh, another woman mm. You know, yeah, to say the least, uh, rocked my world. <laughs> right. We'd been married for twenty years at this point, and together for twenty-five. So, you know, we'd always had a very good relationship, but uh, it sort of made me reevaluate everything I thought I knew about my life and our relationship.
1: Yes, I can. Im- I can only imagine that. And the length of your marriage too is what um, is shocking. Something like that could happen. Would that be fair to say?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, we all have problems in our marriage, and I think anyone who's ever been married knows that um, it's never perfect. And I think the, the last five years of the 25 years were particularly tough. And, you know, there were signs and there were things that if I had my eyes open or was wanting to see things, I might have seen them. Right. But at the same time, it was still a very big shock and you know a, a terrible betrayal, as you can understand.
1: Yes, absolutely. I can definitely understand that. And from that point, you took a courageous step of saying no more for this relationship. Enough's enough. And you and your husband separated ways, and so now he's your ex-husband. Um, yes. Yeah.
0: So I think it was
1: probably by the January of the next year, that I told him that I wanted a divorce. Right. Okay, so you initiated that and within within the year you were divorced.
0: Yeah, it was kind of super quick. So I was I was quite happy with that. It was um, once I decided and that was it, you know, it's like you, you want it done, right? So I
1: wanted to ask you, in particular as your work in your work as a coach, mm. is for your work on visualization and also bringing yourself out of that transition period. From being married, being um, a dedicated homemaker for your husband and your daughter, Mm -hmm. and now becoming an independent person again, making your own money, uh, finding your own work after basically a hiatus from work for over 20 years.
0: Yeah, I kind of felt like I had, having given up, I had a career as an accountant and then I did some law work. I was sort of in investment banking when I got pregnant and so I gave up a very good earning, high-flying job and left and sort of handed that over to my husband. Probably the thing I regret the most (laughs) in hindsight is having given over that control completely and then finding yourself in a position where you have to start again and it's been 15 years since you've had a job And you're like, okay, so uh, what do I do now? Not wanting to go back into that high-flying business world either. I mean, when I left it, I was very happy to leave it in the sense that I was quite disillusioned with the whole corporate scene. And in particular, investment banking is a very toxic, masculine, misogynistic environment to work in. And I really wasn't keen to go back into that.
1: So in any case, you would, you were happy to leave that um, that job in the past. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I left it happily and I was, um, you know, excited to be raising my daughter, and we moved to a small tropical island where there was. Not much else to do. So, you know, it was it was really nice to, to bond properly with my child. And I, I'm happy that I did that and I made that decision. But it did come back to bite me later on when things went wrong in the marriage and you realize that you've lost your ability to look after yourself financially.
1: All right. So this is very, <laughs> no, this is a very important moment in any, particularly for women who are um, thinking about going through a divorce or is going through a divorce and wondering how the hell heck am i going to survive (laughs) how am i going to do this Uh, how am i going to do this i have a child or children that i have to support and myself and what are the thought processes for you then in terms of uh, putting yourself back together how do you strategize so it becomes a very clear-cut steps for somebody who's listening and could possibly um, learn from your experience
0: okay so what i said about doing at that point was looking after myself emotionally and I spent quite a bit of time doing personal development work. I think initially it began with the counsellor that my husband and I saw together. Okay. And it, it went from there and the process of putting myself back together emotionally enabled me to discover what it was that I wanted to do with the rest of my life, essentially. I had always been in the background, but I, I'd, never, I'd never worked on it in the past, because I hadn't believed that it was something that I could do that would earn me money, if you, uh, ironically. <laughs> So that's now uh, where I've headed down, which is the personal development work, sort of coaching and um, psychology of this kind of transformation process. Watching my own process inspired me to, to want to help others to do the same thing. Okay. And so I think the key there was just finding out what it was that drove me and what was going to make me happy going forward rather than just make me money. And the money part sort of follows <laughs> once you figure out what it is that you, you want to do with the rest of life because you know you're going through these changes where you're realizing that you've made decisions that weren't necessarily in your own best interest and learning to trust your own instincts again is, is a really big one okay you know having been betrayed or abandoned or how, however it all works out you usually end up in a position where it's, it's difficult to to trust yourself and that's where you've got to start okay is, is learning to trust yourself in terms of visualizations but we, we shared earlier that um i had came across some guided meditations which encouraged you to, um, after sort of settling into a meditative state, then visualize what you wanted in your life in one year, three years, and five years. One year is, is a really short period of time in, in your lifetime to expect everything to happen. But if you start looking at it three and five year, yeah, um, you'd be surprised how much your life can change in that time. Visualizing it is fabulous and you need to be able to do it, but first you have to figure out what qualities you want. That's, that's a good place to start. <laughs> that's the that's good start.
1: Well, and if, if I can summarize already at this point, first you have to learn to trust yourself again so that you're able to make decisions for yourself. Yeah, with yeah. confidence. And with and confidence and also with a lot of forgiveness if the decision you make is not necessarily always the best one at that time or you may make mistakes in the decisions that you take.
0: Um, and I think there it's very useful to go through. There's a, there's a few... NLP bases where you talk about that everybody does the best they can with the resources they have available at the time Um, and and if you can really sink into that completely it it helps you to forgive yourself and others where
1: everybody's just doing the best they can and again there's also a big element of self-loving there Mm -hmm. uh, self-forgiveness you're you're back on your own to trust yourself in making the decisions that are best for you Mm -hmm. and the things that can make you happy is what's important Excellent. I'd like to also talk some of the more the lighthearted subjects as well and that also takes courage which is dating post-divorce <laughs> you had gone through this divorce you decided yes I'm gonna go back out there I'm gonna go dating again after what was that 25 years of being with the same person mm, yes <laughs> I mean, talk about fear, talk about building confidence, not just for work, but also developing a personal relationship with the opposite sex after being with the same person for so long. What yeah. was
0: that like? It was definitely like starting again. It, yeah. it was actually the advice of um, the, the counsellor that I was seeing at the time. And she said to me, you just need to get out there and, and do it and see what it's all about. Because, you know, at the moment, you, you can't even imagine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, um, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay, so your counsellor was the one who nudged you to say... Yeah, you yep. have to go out and date again. And You've got to go out and do this, girl. Um, so <laughs> I see. It was um,
0: psychiatrist approved. <laughs> psychiatrist approved. All right. Yeah, I was in a you know a small community, so you know it wasn't easy to meet people, particularly eligible single men of my age. So so for for full exposure, I was forty eight at the time. Okay. Um, so yeah, looking down the barrel of turning fifty, I really wasn't very happy about being single at that point and thinking about having to, you know, start all over again. And, you know, I was relatively young when I met my husband and, and when we got married. Yeah, I felt like I'd missed out on a lot of things, too. And I and I wanted to discover myself again and, and who I was without this person that had been in my life for so long and what I liked and what I didn't
1: like and all of those things. I'm not going to lie. It was very scary. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine. I can only imagine that would uh, be scary for you. Fast forward five years. Now you found the man who adores you and who loves you for (laughs) the beautiful person you are inside and out (laughs) and so yeah and that wouldn't have happened had you not had the courage to to open up and let yourself be loved again
0: no and it was quite a journey I mean in the beginning I wasn't um I was definitely not ready for another relationship and wasn't what I was looking for I mean really at the beginning I was just looking to connect with men again and discover all of that for myself from the beginning you know i needed to experience the the whole range So I find a bit about uh, not getting too attached to the whole thing and thinking, all right, this you know this person is going to be my next you know boyfriend, husband, partner, whatever, and just enjoy the ride a little bit and get to know men again and just be curious about who they are and, and how, what they can add to your life, just in very different ways, not as a husband or a partner. And it was quite a journey. Um, I, I fell down several times. <laughs> I think we all have our own values around these things. And, and, and what it is we need in a partner, and what we need post this kind of trauma. You know, it, everyone has their own journey, and there's a lot of judgment out there on on women and how they how they respond to this. To dating after divorce, or yeah, or specific. yeah. and relating to men in general. There's a an expectation that you want to be married. I think, especially if you've if you've been in a long term relationship, and all of your friends are married. Yeah, they all want you to be back in that situation, and you find yourself needing different friends as well because they can't understand what you're going through and their advice at times can be detrimental to you. And often, you know, if you're in a group of people where everyone else is married and you're the nearly single person for whatever reason, a lot of women get very protective of their husbands. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then they, they start to sort of stop inviting you to things or, you know, only doing girls things with you. And yeah,
1: it becomes really difficult to meet men because you're being sort of blocked off from all the other people's men. I see. Is that because they see you as a threat or is it just because you're the odd one out as the single person? Well, it, it depends how generously you
0: want to interpret your friend's motivation.
1: <laughs> I see.
0: I mean, there are times, obviously, when it, it's just not the right thing for you to be there with a group of couples. But most of the time, you know, there's no reason why you couldn't be unless you are the one that feels uncomfortable. But it does happen, and I think a lot of people are threatened by newly single women, and it makes dating twice as hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's why we have the show. We're trying to demystify the stigmas of gender. Indeed. Yeah. So I think it's important to find your
0: tribe, and that's what I would recommend to people is to find others who are going through a similar situation to you, and draw strength from that, and their stories, and get advice, and laugh together, and cry together, and, and do all those things, and that helps a
1: lot. Incredible how life or your community seems so small and limited. Yeah. Once so- you break a pattern and you're out of the relationship that you were in, that pattern just seems so so suffocating. It sounds like, and so the transformations come from also change friends and change yeah. scenery altogether.
0: together. Yeah and you need to shape things up in general. I mean there's a whole lot of things that need to happen all at once and that, that's why it can be so intimidating. So you've got to get out there and, and try something new, do something different. I mean some of that could be the personal development work, doing workshops or doing new activities and things that nourish and support you. That's a, a good time to be able to meet people going through the same sort of thing. I mean men get divorced and, and that as well and they need all of these things they're not as likely to go and do the same things as women but the ones that are are good catch
1: (laughs) so everyone make a note of that (laughs) (laughs) so
0: you know getting out there and helping yourself could be the way to meet a new man (laughs) right if that's what you want but you also need to take the time to to heal yourself and, and jumping straight into something else isn't isn't necessarily the best
1: thing just being open and honest about what it is you want is a good start well it sounds like same advice that you're giving for dating as it is for building a career which is first knowing yourself (laughs) yes knowing what it is that you want for yourself there's a lot of um, self-loving and self-forgiving when things when you make a decision either for work or in dating life
0: in in any period the first thing is to figure out who you
1: are and what
0: you want okay those are big questions (laughs) they're not small easy things to answer when you're in this transition period it can be very difficult to know who you are and what you want
1: that's a fair assessment as well to say it's not an easy thing to be honest with yourself with what it is that you want. And in three years, it could change what it is that you want for yourself. In five years, it could change what it is that you want for yourself. Would Absolutely. that be fair?
0: Oh, for sure. And obviously, I think that professional help is always useful in these times and in these situations, um, because I think it's it's a very difficult thing to do on your own, even not necessarily professional, but certainly um, some sort of outside help to reflect back to you what's what's happening and what you're saying is necessary because if all of your thoughts are in your own head they're just going to keep running around in circles
1: that's right you need a good sounding board and that's why also a good coach is a very invaluable relationship to have yeah. <laughs> yeah. in a transition period definitely
0: yeah. i think because you know family and friends are helpful but they have their own agenda they're not necessarily having your best interests at heart all the time <laughs> <laughs> and and they're not equipped to help with some of the more difficult questions that come up okay. and it's- where to ask them to be necessarily <laughs> so having someone independent that you trust and that you
1: can talk to is key a coach can teach you practical skill sets that you can use on your day-to-day in making decisions in trust learning to trust yourself again in learning how to make this um, your strategize your life so i think highly in terms of the value of working with a coach and uh, working on a personal development program to get you back on track
0: yeah i mean i don't i could not have done what i have done without the help of many different people who i now have wonderful relationships with and can't thank you for their help in my transition which is ongoing there's always something to work on <laughs> um, and i think sometimes we get to these crisis points because we haven't been paying attention to these things and once you do get to that point you realize the value of it and you don't want to go back there again you're continually on a path of looking internally and, and making sure that you're checking in with yourself and, and what it is you want and who you are.
1: Because <laughs> as you say, it, that that continues to change. Fantastic. Well, Katrina, that's a lot of gold nuggets there for us to <laughs> wander over. Thank you again for
0: coming on this show. You are most welcome. It's been great and, and all the best with, with the show. And um, And I think it's a great thing that you're doing. How can people find you for your coaching? I
1: am on Facebook and Instagram and a website, Katrina Lee Life Coaching. For more of uh, Katrina's details, you can find it on our website, dandabatanda.com. I'll put that in the show notes. All right, everyone, that's it for today.